Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. So welcome to COVID Noise Filter. My name is Dr. Mark Yandere, and we are so happy to have guest co-hosting with us, Nurse Julia. Welcome to the show, Nurse Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be coming on board with you guys. Thank you so much. And now on to the show. Drug abuse and alcohol addiction. Now, the pandemic in many ways has exacerbated some pre-existing problems within the United States, and one of those issues is that of addiction. Today, we discuss two harsh developments, an increase in drug overdoses amongst Black Americans and a rise in alcoholic liver disease in young women. Now, the CDC reported that fatal drug overdoses have increased by 20% nationwide since the pandemic. This attributed to more than 83,000 deaths in 2020 alone. Though the CDC hasn't studied the racial breakdown among the deaths, a team of researchers at the University of Pennsylvania found that fatal drug overdoses surged by more than 50% amongst Black residents in Philadelphia. In comparison, the data on the fatal drug overdoses amongst white people remained rather flat, according to NPR, and even declined at certain periods. The racial disparities, which foster the disproportionate number of overdoses, stems from a history of war on drug policies and a lack of adequate access to treatment and rehabilitation programs, particularly amongst Black communities. In short, there is a massive lack of support measures in place to better curtail drug addiction and its negative impact on Black Americans. Now, in addition to the uptick in drug overdoses, there's been a recent increase in younger women in their 20s and 30s developing alcoholic liver diseases. The most common cause comes from increased in binge drinking. The University of Michigan reports that cases of alcoholic liver disease have increased by 30% in the past year. This is part of a trend which began over the last few years in which more women, specifically younger women, are being diagnosed with alcoholic liver disease. NPR reports that there are several contributing pressures women face, even more so in the pandemic that could contribute to the rise in binge drinking and liver disease. Similarly, a lack of adequate support early on leads to continued abuse and misuse of alcohol, thus leading to a dangerous and sometimes fatal disease of the liver. Vaccine misinformation takes toll on Latinx communities. Vaccine data shows that Latinx people have been getting vaccinated at lower rates. Latinx represents 27% of the U.S. population, but only about 17% of those have been vaccinated. Part of the problem is the rapid spread of misinformation causing deeper mistrust by Latinx communities. That's right. In fact, in response, Oscar Landano has used his community organization, We Count, to gain trust within immigrant communities in Homestead, Florida, largely populated by Latinx people. 
Londano notes that many Latinx individuals get their vaccine news through the grapevine of social media and word of mouth communication. And as we've covered before, social media can ignite the feuds of misinformation, especially when it comes to vaccines. With this population, there can be a language barrier, further limiting greater access to accurate, unbiased, and factual information. Another facet of this mistrust in the vaccine comes from the historical mistrust by immigrant communities. Londano works with many undocumented immigrants who fear the vaccine could lead to getting deported. This is a community who has long been mistreated by leading powers and have a history of their privacy being invaded. In Florida, many vaccine sites require proof of residence, which has increased hesitancy from many of the Latinx population. However, Londano explains that this proof can be complicated for several members as the housing insecurity has impacted many Latinx. Landano's goal is to increase their public health literacy by providing them greater access to accurate information. In his office, he has a computer lab in which members can come in and take advantage of internet resources. He hopes to increase the trust through shared knowledge of the facts and mitigate the harmful misinformation that spreads within the community. And let me just say on a final note here that COVID noise filter was invented particularly to help fight this misinformation. Remember, misinformation spreads by a factor of six times more than real information spread. So we're in it here with Mr. Oscar Landano. Again, another COVID noise filter hero as far as we are concerned. Kudos to you for your great work, sir. A pattern begins to emerge in the symptoms of long-haul COVID sufferers. Some COVID-19 patients have had to suffer sometimes debilitating and everlasting effects long after contracting the virus. They are called long-haulers, and there hasn't been much that doctors could do for them but try to treat their symptoms. But without a better understanding of what the virus is doing in the body, this can be challenging. Fortunately, that may be about to change as NBC News reports new research that suggests that long-term symptoms of COVID-19 may emerge in a distinct pattern over the course of weeks and months. That's right. Natalie Lambert is an associate research professor at Indiana University School of Medicine, and Natalie surveyed over 5,000 long-haul COVID-19 patients. She found that specific symptoms tend to emerge at regular intervals, usually after about a week or 10 days. That results in what she calls waves of symptoms. More research is needed to confirm the results, but the early findings could give clinicians insights into treating long haulers more effectively and even preventing debilitating symptoms. In the survey, Lambert asked patients what symptoms they had and how long after their illnesses they had begun. As she analyzed symptom onset, patterns begin to emerge. The first wave is flu-like symptoms such as fatigue, headache, fever, and chills. Five days later, diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting appeared. 10 days into the illness, another wave of new symptoms happened, which are typically neurologic, including confusion, dizziness, and difficulty concentrating. There may also be joint pain and low back pain. Some people reported pressure in the brain that is so intense that it feels like their heads might explode. 15 days into illness, another wave of new symptoms that includes high or low blood pressure, heart palpitation, and a tendency to faint. A week after that, which is about 21 days in, patients started experiencing issues like mouth sores, muscle twitching, eye infections, 
and a skin condition that has been referred to as COVID toes. Currently, there's no way to tell if a person will become a long hauler. However, the news isn't all bleak because anytime doctors can begin to predict the course of the disease, there's a greater ability to mitigate future problems. That's right. This is a really interesting story. And one of the things that we are seeing is that people who have been vaccinated, these so-called long haulers or post-COVID syndrome, Mm -hmm. they're finding that the vaccines are actually helping to eliminate or ameliorate some of these symptoms. So one, uh, yes, one, another great reason to go get vaccinated. Absolutely. And And then two, that's just such a great thing that we are seeing that people are finding relief in the vaccine. All right. Well, way to go, vaccine. That, that's awesome. <laughs> Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.